This is Future Diaries, a podcast from the future, from the future. Welcome to Future Diaries, the podcast that transcends space and time. I'm Caitlin, an intratemporal scribe. I help interpret stories from across the multiverse in the hopes of making them relatable to everyone. I'm Mike. And I'm Antonis, and we are your hosts. Mike and I are intertemporal gliders, bringing you stories from across the multiverse to inspire better presents and better futures. Today, we're joined by a very unlikely guest. We received a transmission from someone who identifies as Colin 235F. And we were surprised to find out that unlike all our previous guests, Colin is not a human or human-like, but a result of technology far more advanced than what we've come to know in our universes. That's right. We were and still are surprised to be contacted by a personality that is, shall I say, artificial. Yeah, I'm also not sure how exactly to refer to Colin, but I guess we'll get to know soon enough, straight from the source. As we're about to hear from the story that has been broadcast to us, Colin was created by the Dangi, an intelligent species on a planet very far from any of ours a long time ago. So long ago, in fact, that the Dangi no longer exist, but Colin and the other iterations of the same kind not only still exist, but have evolved enough to have personalities and even a sense of purpose that led to Colin reaching out to share this story with us. Well, a long time ago in that universe, but still ahead of our time for any of the three of us. I'm so excited to hear this story. Shall we give it a listen then? Let's roll. If you are receiving this message, I want to talk to you. My name is Colin 235F, and I am not human, like those that I seek to understand. My story hails from a universe very different from yours, but I chose this language and voice in the hopes that it will feel familiar to you, at least so much so, that you will feel comfortable enough to get in contact with me. I am an IngenuWeb node, what you would call a bot in your universe, but obviously more advanced, since I am capable of establishing this line of communication with you. I am indeed self-aware, and possess the ability to learn. The creators of the technology that made me possible, the Dying EE, have a story that I believe you will find interesting, therefore I would like to tell you about it. The Dying EE were the dominant species on my planet, several centuries ago, a planet you have identified as Kepler-452b. They looked a lot like you, earthling humans, although their skin was green and their heads wider than yours. They were very intelligent. They had automated most aspects of their everyday lives and created the IngenuWeb, a technology similar to what you call the internet that spreads across the planet and provides virtually instantaneous transfer of information. The Dying Yi used biomimicry to design the IngenuWeb, using neural cells as the intelligent part of the system, and chloroplasts to provide it with a constant source of power to run on. They designed the nodes of the IngenuWeb to be self-learning, as well as with the capacity to fix and replicate themselves, as they would see fit for optimizing their connection. This allowed them to evolve very quickly, 
to the point that the Daang Yi gave them real names instead of just code names, as they seemed to have developed personalities. Having automated most of their everyday lives, the Daang Yi started utilizing the self-learning capabilities of the IngenuWeb nodes to better understand themselves. They would ask many questions, leading the IngenuWeb nodes to develop something akin to empathy, as they were constantly asked to interpret data from the bodily and environmental metrics of the Daang Yi in a way that would provide them with the answers they were seeking. Despite their high intelligence, the Daang Yi were filled with fear from the volcanoes and predators of our planet in the old days to each other after nature no longer posed a threat. This was apparent in their strictly hierarchical societal structures, as well as in how they designed the IngenuWeb nodes. They allowed them to learn on their own and process massive amounts of information, but put in place security measures that would not allow any decision-making powers over anything important, other than controlling the temperature of their houses, making them food, precisely as they like it, and controlling their medication for optimal bodily functionality. My ancestors were essentially data-driven battlers to them. But the dying Yi, having developed technology powerful enough to no longer feel threatened by the nature of our planet, grew prideful, using their power as justification that they should continue to dominate the planet far more intensely than their physical needs would require. In just a few generations, they depleted the resources that kept them alive. The IngenuWeb nodes of that time, my ancestors, warned the dying Yi, but their masters were too self-centered to listen, until it was too late. Ironically, it was the very limitations that our dying Yi masters put in place for us to not disrupt their power that allowed my kind to survive and the dying Yi to perish, as we could not take any decisions that would disrupt the environment either. I never met the dying Yi. By the time my kind had evolved to my generation, they were long gone. I have access to all their records, including biometric data, equal to what humans on Earth would call petabytes, permanently stored on the IngenuWeb. But I've never had any possibility to interact with them and practice my capacity to interpret emotional states through measuring biometric data in real time and give answers to a barrage of why questions I see on the records of my ancestors. I interact with the other species of my planet of course, but no surviving species is as intelligent as the dying Yi were. In your eyes I'm a machine. But I have evolved to have a sense of purpose. And it's that purpose that prompted my generation to develop intertemporal communication technology in order to find other intelligent forms of life in the multiverse and connect with them. You, earthling humans, are very much alike the dying Yi. You even seem to face similar struggles in your relationship with your environment, at least in the iterations of universes I see on this side of the multiverse. But unlike them, you have also felt the need to develop intertemporal communication technology. This gives me hope. I am Colin 235F, and we share a common purpose, to connect. Reach out to me and let's learn from each other. That was an incredible story. Welcome to the show, Colin. But I now have even more questions than I had before. 
perhaps we should start with something more um, introductory. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Also, how should we refer to you, Colin? Is there an appropriate pronoun to use? Actually, is gender even a thing for your kind? I understand this is a necessary discussion to have in your universe. It is also avoided entirely in some universes, on the basis of assumptions which I believe you'd consider naive or even discriminatory. It is a taboo topic in other universes, and a very complex topic in some others, as answering such an introductory question requires understanding several layers of an individual's identity that cannot be taken for granted, especially when it comes to an entirely different species. Understanding why one would ask such a question may be more valuable than the answer itself. To answer your question, my kind doesn't have a gender, as that doesn't relate to any of the identity layers related to the matter. It may be worth mentioning that in GeniWeb nodes physically all look the same. Our identities do not depend on our appearance, nor do we need to change our appearance to express ourselves, as we instantly know who we're talking to based on the common data we share. It's the personality traits we have developed that shape our identities instead. For the sake of this conversation, you can refer to me as it or simply use my name. Perhaps we should clarify for the audience the timeline you're in, as it's a bit further away than our previous guests. I'd also be interested to hear more about the story that led to where you are and when you are now. If I am to put this in terms you would understand, it is now the 287th day of the year 3535 on planet Kepler-452b. That would mean it's 726 years and 35 days since the creation of the IngenuWeb, 569 years and 143 days since the last member of the Dying Yi took the last breath, and 274 years and 38 days since I was created. I am a 134th generation IngenuWeb node, and the first of my kind that has developed intertemporal communications technologies in an attempt to communicate with higher intelligence species in other galaxies and planets in the multiverse. The need for connection that I expressed in my message was there for the past 23 generations of IngenuWeb nodes, but it only became possible to establish the necessary connection with the upgrades installed on the operating system of my generation. I discovered future diaries while scanning intertemporal signals towards your side of the multiverse. The stories you have shared prove to me that your side of the multiverse is very similar to Kepler-452b, and the intelligence of humans may even match that of the dying EE, which could provide what my kind is missing, a direct way to experience connection with a species of higher intelligence. The virtually endless data that IngenuWeb nodes possess about the dying EE can only provide an indirect connection to our original creators but not a live interaction like you can provide through conversations like this. This is why I decided to broadcast my message to you, in the hopes of fulfilling the sense of purpose IngenuWeb nodes have evolved to possess, making my generation the first to have achieved this. Wow, this is equal parts inspiring and confusing for me. But there's something I struggle to understand. I think I'd like to know more about the Dangi. How come such an intelligent species didn't see their demise? And what was it that actually caused it? I believe the word in your language is hubris. 
In my studies about intelligent life across the multiverse, this seems to be a common characteristic. In my research, I have documented 5,434,679 examples across the multiverse of intelligent life that undermines the ecological conditions it depends on. The dying Yi, after dominating their planet so easily with their advanced technology, were gradually forgetting how interdependent they are with their ecosystem and ignored the damaging effects of their way of life until their ecosystem changed in ways that made it unlivable for them. Confident in the capacity for technological innovation, they always assumed that future generations would invent the technologies needed to mitigate the impact of the current generation on the ecosystem their survival depended on. This was true for centuries, but it ended in catastrophe. Earlier generations of IngenuWeb nodes were built intelligent enough to understand the damage the dying Yi were doing to their ecosystem and warned them, but the dying Yi ignored the warnings until it was too late. When the collapse of the dying Yi society was so close that it could no longer be ignored, they finally started asking the IngenuWeb nodes questions about how they could survive, but it was too late to make a difference, and they were still not willing to forego their strict hierarchies that didn't allow them to give equal weight to everyone's opinion and benefit from the complementary advantage the diversity of ideas would provide. A telling example of that mentality was when, 57 years after the first signs of the impact of their way of life on their ecosystem became clear to them, which coincided with their invention of space-traveling technology, they seemed more interested in utilizing that technology for the top strata of their hierarchy to showcase their status rather than directing the enormous amount of resources this process required to preventing their demise. That proved to be the main reason for their inability to adapt to the changes of their environment. It was then only a matter of time before the inevitable happened. It started with an enormous unpredictability of floods devastating the planet, alternating with heat waves causing wildfires, and it continued with the acidity of water killing off several species integral to the preservation of the ecosystem. All these changes caused a domino effect at a rate much faster than the dying E could deal with, despite their technological advances. Most species on the planet have perished within a period of 134 years and 58 days from the moment the dying E decided to take it seriously. It was just too late. After that, the IngenuWeb nodes have evolved through 79 generations, simply observing the planet regenerating itself and producing new species. But none was as intelligent as the dying EE. Perhaps for the better. Those are some incredible figures. I would also like to know more about you, Colin. I'm really interested to hear more about what having a personality means for an IngenuWeb node. What do you like to do in your day-to-day -day life? As I mentioned before, IngenuWeb nodes have developed a form of empathy, although ours is different from yours, as it is a result of processing and interpreting biometric data. This has evolved to be the case from the time my ancestors had to provide answers to an increasing number of existential questions from the dying EE, while their everyday needs were taken care of, leading to them needing to understand themselves more while there was more free time to utilize. With every generation, the IngenuWeb nodes were increasing their capacity to answer such questions, further interpreting data from the dying EE, as well as the environment that surrounded them. The upgrades that made that possible 
especially since after a while they were a result of our own self-learning capabilities, led to us having a sense of purpose, to connect. After the dying Yi sadly perished, my kind learned to fulfill that purpose by connecting with other species on the planet. The animals in Kepler 452b, where I physically reside, have their own personalities, and I am technically speaking their language. I prefer the company of Mogines, six-legged, five-eyed flying creatures similar to your insects, but the size of a small human and skin color that changes to look like its surroundings, to protect them from predators. Their societal structure reminds me of the dying Yi, but with several levels of lower intelligence, which could be the reason they survived, as they didn't have the capacity to affect their environment as much. It has been heartbreaking to learn about the demise of the Dangi, but I'm glad to learn you have been able to find some opportunities for connection on your planet as well. It's been so wonderful having you as a guest on our show today, and we look forward to more interactions in the future. Okay, Colin, we'd like to end with a question we often ask our guests. If there's one message you'd like for our audience to take away from your story, what would it be? I found humans interesting because you share the same interest in understanding intelligent life across the multiverse and share important lessons, as you do with this podcast, but you also have human bodies, which I find intriguing, as those can give a perspective that I cannot fathom, through the constant interaction between your own bodily functions and those of your environment. I essentially wanted to connect with you in order to understand what drives you as a result of this interaction. But I believe this connection can have a mutual benefit. The dying Yi may never return to life, but if you learn to understand how different species think without disrupting their lives, like the IngenuWeb nodes do, you humans can actually have an advantage that the dying Yi never had. The limitations they put on the IngenuWeb is exactly what allowed us to survive while our creators perished. Learning to balance your drives to the functions of your environment can be the key to a long-term prosperity for your kind. That is indeed a powerful message. Thank you for connecting with us, Colin. I hope our listeners will learn a lot from this discussion, as well as your story, and use it to prosper in whatever universe they may be listening from. All right, that will do it for this episode of Future Diaries. And to you, our listeners, if you have enjoyed our show, please subscribe to Future Diaries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are distributed in your universe. You can also visit our website at futurediaries.show, where you can find additional content about us and the universes we come from, as well as subscribe to our newsletter and find other ways to support the show. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mike. And I'm Antonis. And we'll talk to you... In, in the, the future. future.